hosted by David DeCapo. Welcome to the New Orleans Podcast, hosted by David DeCapo. Tune in to the We All Run Podcast, hosted by David DeCapo. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the We On One podcast hosted by David DeCapo. Uh, thank you, everybody, for coming back to episode number three. This is going to be a Q&A episode. So this episode is really going to focus on, you know, my upbringing, you know, what I'm into, things like that. You know, just kind of like, you know, we're going to find out, you know, what exactly how I feel about certain things and, you know, try to move it, try to move on in a good, positive direction. So you know, let's go ahead and jump right in but you know right before make sure you guys go and follow the we on one podcast and instagram page i just got that up so you know we're trying to get as much followers and everything as possible so make sure you guys leave a comment go follow go engage with it again it's the we on one podcast on, on instagram yes sir so one of the first questions you know, we're going to go through is going to be, um, did I always want a podcast and why am I doing a podcast? So no, I didn't always want to be a podcaster. This is just something that I, I started listening to podcasts maybe about four years ago, five years ago, you know, working in a warehouse and driving around in forklifts and stuff like that. And it was just something that I started listening to just to kind of like help the day go by. You know, I started off like listening to like the Bodega Boys with like Deezus and Mero. Um, at the time, it was called like uh, we'll name this podcast later, but now it's called the Joe Budden Podcast. You know, the Brilliant Idiots and things like you know a lot of Barstool um, podcasts, so like sports and stuff like that. Betting, it was just fun, you know, just to pass the time. And then what ended up happening was COVID. So I started seeing that like, you know. A lot of more people were starting podcasts um, about a year ago, and I started seeing like, you know, there's opportunity there, and I started like, I really started diving into more of them. So because we had nothing but time since you know we were working from home, and you know there wasn't really much to do, you know we were just inside the whole time. You know the first two weeks, you know or whatever, but as time started going by, you know you kind of just want to make sure like you know you're doing something to make the time by go a lot faster and things like that. So I started thinking to myself, like, I think it would be cool if I started a podcast. I feel like I have interesting friends and I feel like I, you know, eventually, you know, start opening up about certain stories and things like that. But it just never really came into fruition. I really like never knew anyone who in in real life, whoever has done a podcast. So I just always thought that was weird. But you know, after like talking to Belinda about it for like, I don't know, easily about a year, year and a half now, every single day, I'm just like, I really want to start a podcast. You know, it would be so cool if like, you know, we if I do something and, you know, have people come and just listen to me all day and, you know, we sit around and, you know, kind of just almost use it like, you know, how people would get around the radio back in the day and, you know, they'll listen to like, you know, stories and things like that and kind of just like use it as a distraction. So that's definitely like, one of the main reasons why, you know, and as, you know, when I first started doing it, nervous, of course, like anybody else would be 
on episode three now. I do, I definitely feel like I'm starting to find a passion for it. You know, I'm really looking into the you know the the, the minor details into like what makes a good podcast. You know, like the mics. You know, the interfaces that are used. You know, to hook up to a computer. You know, to like, you know, make everything sound as clear as possible. You know, things like that. You know, really just working on like, you know, intros and. You know, just crazy stuff like that. Like, you know, most people really don't think that, like, those things matter, but they do. You know, like, the specific mics, you know, the, you know, the specific, um, you know, third-party systems that we're using and things like that, you know, to, like, present the podcast. You know, and I thought, like, I was just going to record myself and then, you know, go on, like, Apple Podcasts or go on Spotify or something and just upload it. And there it is. Everybody can listen to it. But that's not the case. You know, I didn't, I didn't know that there was, like... RSS, you know, uh, feeds and things like that, or like, you know, you have to like set up an account with Apple and then it has to get cleared and, you know, then they'll tell you if you can or you can upload it and all types of just little stupid stuff that like I didn't know in the beginning, but, you know, I just started like learning about it and I'm starting to realize like, oh, like, you know, you know, it, it, it's a lot more work, you know, especially like trying to come up with things to talk about all the time, you know, especially because this is going to be one of those podcasts where I'm going to be, I'm going to be alone more than half of the time. So it's definitely going to be one of those, um, you know, we're, we're going to just do our best to like come up with like really good things to talk about and keep people engaged. But yeah, like I, th- I thought that was a really good question. And, you know, I, I, it, it really had me thinking, you know, why do, why do I podcast and why do I love it? And, and it's just, you know, I'm starting to fall in love with this. And, and this is something that, like, is bringing not only just me to something, but it's also bringing, like, me and Belinda closer. Because now we're, you know, constantly talking about, like, hey, you should just say that for your podcast. Or, like, you know, maybe one day Belinda will come on here. So if you're listening to this, go. And if you follow Belinda on Instagram or you guys, you know, if anybody knows who Belinda is, go bug her and tell her she needs to come on my podcast. She refuses to listen to me and come on here. So make sure you guys go bug her. Okay. Another great question that I received was what's it like being a young Latino dad? And honestly, it's, it was a good question and it's something that, you know, obviously I, I lived through and I think one of like the what it's like it's it's different than how I how I grew up. You know, I definitely I grew up with more traditional, you know, older Mexican parents and you know, my dad was very like, you know, he wakes up at like 7 in the morning and then he comes home at like 7 p.m., 8 p.m. He comes home, he eats, he showers, he may or may not watch the news and by like 10, 10:30 he's he's asleep. You know, he's not you know, he'll come home, he'll talk to us for a little bit, but mainly it's just like, you know, you, you're doing everything? Yeah. Okay, you're doing what you're supposed to? Yeah. Okay, cool. And then, you know, it, it was like that. And my mom was more like, you know, the traditional Mexican mom where, like, she would literally clean all day. For some reason, it's just like, the, I don't know if the house was always dirty or if me and my brother and sisters were just, you know, always just, you know, making a fucking mess at home, but she was always cleaning. She always had something to do, and it, it was just, it, still to this day, I'm just like, how, how do you even, like, you know, how do you find so much to clean? <laughs> but, you know, it was definitely, like, more traditional. So, that's the main difference, you know, because 
I'm a younger dad and Belinda is a young mom as well. So we work, you know, it's not like how it was back in like, you know, the early nineties, late eighties, you know, when my mom and dad were coming up and it was like, my dad went to work, my mom stayed at home and, you know, she took care of the kids and everybody, you know, she got the kids ready for school. She made dinner for everyone and people would come, you know, my dad would come home and dinner was ready with me and Belinda we share the load, you know, on our breaks on lunch, you know, because we're working from home. I'm cleaning over here. She's cleaning the other side of the house. And, you know, we kind of just like maybe like early in the morning, you know, as we're like, you know, as I'm putting, you know, Aria on the bus, she'll tell me, like, hey, like, leave this out for dinner. And I'll, you know, if I remember, I'll, I'll put it out and, you know, we'll share the, you know, we try to share the responsibilities because growing up, I've always felt like, you know, it was very like, the, the machisto thing is like, you know, like the men work, you know, and it to me, it's just like, yeah, that's cool, whatever. But like, I also, I like, you know, spending time with Belinda, like cooking and, you know, we, you know, that's a thing that we found that we bond over. So I thought it was like, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where like, it's, it really just depends on like, I guess the man's personality or like the woman's personality on like what roles they choose, like the you know, the more normal gender roles, like the the mom and the woman is like the housekeeper and, you know, she maintains order in the house and dad goes and he provides and he brings, you know, food on the table. Whereas like me and Belinda, we do both, you know, we both cook, we both clean, we both work, we put food on the table, we both do things for the kids and, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, growing up, you know, you hear a lot like, you know, if you're not doing hard labor, you're not a man. And I've I've never really been like subscribed to that. Like I've never felt like that was a that was a thing. I feel like it was just something that like you know someone learns as a as a kid, and that's just their train of thought and their way of thinking. You know, because yeah, like my dad was in my life, but he was working. You know, I didn't I I do things a little bit different with my kids, where like I work, and then once work is over, work is over. I go. I hang out with them. I help Aria with her homework and, you know, we read bedtime stories and things like that. And, you know, in a more traditional Mexican household, you know, things aren't really like that. It's not like, you know, affection isn't really there. It's just kind of like, you know, that we love you and, you know, I'm, I cook for you, right? You know, my mom would tell me like, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't cook for you. And my dad would say the same thing. Like, if I didn't love you, why, why am I here working all, all fucking day for you? And it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, but it'd be cool for you to tell me, like, you know, you care about me or you love me and shit. So it's one of those things where, like, when I had Aria, I made sure that, like, I let not just Aria, but I let Axel and Aria know, like, hey, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you unconditionally. Um, if you ever need anything, come to me. I'm dad. I want you to feel safe to come talk to me, you know, instead of, like, hiding things or anything like that. But, you know, it was definitely, you know, a struggle, you know, just because, like, you know, when you grow up in a family where, like, affection isn't really, like, a love language. It's more like of a, you know, like, you know, it, it, it makes people feel weird and, and, and things like that. And I, and it's something that, like, growing up, I didn't even realize it was a thing until, like, I started looking back. And I remember, like, you know, I would be talking with friends or I'd be talking with, like, you know, coworkers or Belinda. And, you know, we'd be talking about, like, how her growing up, like, you know, her and her sister tell each other that they love each other or like her and her dad tell each other that they love each other, you know, and vice versa.
And I just always thought it was like, no, like, you tell your brother you love him. Like, that's weird. Like, you know, like, I guess my brother knows I love him. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know. We never really, like, said it to each other. It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you're my brother. So it's like, you know, you know, I got your back type shit. But, you know, it's definitely like one of those cycles that I'm trying to break with my kids. You know, I don't try to, like, make them feel weird about, like, loving each other and playing with each other and, like, telling each other that, like, you know, they love each other and that, like, they're each other's best friends and things, so, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you just try every single day to, like, install that in them, and, yeah, so, like, that that's part of what it feels like to be, like, a young Latino dad, you know, trying to, like, break cycles and kind of also, you know, start new ones instead of just, like, keep reverting back to, like, yeah, you're a man, you don't, you 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 don't, you don't kiss, you know, you don't, you don't, we don't kiss each other, we don't, you know, we don't hug each other, you know, I love you, you know that I love you, and that's that, and it's not, it's never really been, you know, I think, I think for me with my kids, but, you know, also, like, one thing that, like, I try to do is to make sure that, like, because I'm a younger dad, I am, like, on social media and things like that, so, like, I see that, like, how that shit affects kids now, I see that, like, kids are, you know, kids are mean, kids are bullies, you know, even, like, when I was growing up and, and shit, like, there was bullies, there was kids who were just, like, assholes for no reason, so I try my best to, like, install that, like, we're not gonna be like that, I, I try to tell Arya, you know, when you go to school and you see someone being bullied, you know, you don't, you don't sit around and you, you be quiet, you know, you stand up for that person, and you stand up for yourself, and, you know, you never become the bully, because we don't raise bullies in this house, like, we don't like bullies here, bullies, or this is not a thing that doesn't exist here so definitely like you know i guess in like in a short short way of saying like you know i try to make sure that like i'm raising good human beings you know kids that are like accepting you know they're not bullies and you know they're very like open-minded when it comes to like hanging out with other kids that aren't just like oh like we don't look alike or we don't you know they're they're all those things and you know, we can't hang out with each other. It's definitely, like, I definitely see that, like, hate is something that's taught and it's not something that you're born with. Because, you know, my kids can't tell the difference, you know, between other kids and, of like, you know, who's black, who's white, who's Mexican, who's any of that. Like, they literally, like, oh, shit, you like fucking, you like playing with Roblox? I like playing with Roblox. Oh, you like, I don't know, you, you, you like those little LOL dolls? I like those LOL dolls. And, that's it. They're like gang for life. And, you know, they, they grow up with each other and they call each other best friends. And, and and that's just how relationships are built with kids. So, you know, it's definitely, definitely like one of those things I try to keep in the back of my mind. Another thing and then like another point that I, I try to like, you know, remember about being a dad is to be affectionate. So, you know, kind of reverting back to like, you know, when you grow up in a traditional Mexican household, you're, like, not really told that you're loved. You know, you're not really, like, you know, it's, it, like, you know that you're loved, but you're not told that you're loved. So I definitely, like, having my first kid, it was very, like, it was very hard for me to, like, open up and be, like, a girl dad. And, you know, be more, like, show affection and break that, like, shell that, like, you know, I don't want people to think I'm weird because I'm baby talking my daughter. Or I don't want people to think I'm weird because, you know, I'm playing teacups with my daughter and stuff like that. But as time progressed and 
things went went along, I kind of just got over it. So, you know, that was that was an awesome question, and you know, it I I I just felt like I needed to speak a little in depth about that, just to kind of like, you know, really get my perspective of how I feel about those things. Another great question that I received in or like topic was any advice for new dads. One of the things that uh, one of my points is going to be patience. You know, you need to, it, it, it comes with time, but always keep that in the back of your head that you're going to need patience because there is no handbooks to parenting. There is no, like, you're doing it the right way. You're doing it the wrong way. There's only, like, your parenting and you're kind of just learning, especially, like, if it's your first kid, you're just learning as you go. So, you know, definitely make sure you're not overstressing yourself because, that's not going to help anybody in the long run. You're just going to be stressed out and your partner's going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you getting so aggravated changing the diaper? So definitely just learn to um, be patient. And it's okay. You're going to make mistakes. Shit happens. Um, you know, just try to learn from them. Keep pushing forward. Try to learn from them. And, you know, that's that's pretty much it with that. Also, just, you know, be, be considerate. Share the load. You know, don't, don't go into a mindset where like you're the woman you change the diaper you do this you do that because believe it or not even if they're they're you know the woman is in her like you know quote-unquote place she's gonna resent you and it's gonna be bottled up emotions that eventually will come out and eventually um you know blow up in, in someone's face yeah, and I don't, I don't mean to come on here and start sounding like a fucking therapist because i'm not but it's just definitely like i'm just giving life experiences, you know, things that I learned, you know, throughout being a dad, but that's definitely like, you know, one of the things that I, I, you know, I suggest sharing the load. I, I very, very much like say that that's one big thing. And, you know, also make time for yourself, make time for your partner, make time to spend time together, especially if you have active grandparents or active, you know, active aunts and uncles you know, that want to spend time, you know, once obviously, we you know, once you guys are more like established with like a routine, that's another thing too, but we'll get into that after. Um, also, just make time for yourself, make time, you know, to make sure that you guys still, you know, feel that type of way so that, you know, that doesn't get lost in, in the whole thing of like, we're parents and, you know, that's the only thing we have in common now, or that's the only thing holding us together. Like, just make, you know, you guys are still in a marriage, you guys are still in a relationship, make time for each other and piggybacking off of that a routine i feel like routines with kids are important because it helps like just without subconsciously helping them learn how to like be organized how to do things and things like that like if, if and, and don't let nobody tell you you're fucking weird if you want to put your kid to bed at like 7 30 p.m like if that's what you guys want to do, that's what you and your partner want to do, that's what you guys do. Don't let anybody tell you different. If you guys think 9 p.m., 10 p.m., you know, is the right time for your kid to go to bed, guess what? That's the right time for your kid to go to bed. But definitely try to stick to a routine. Um, I know it definitely helps out in the long run when your kid's finally going to start sleeping through the night. and You know, you can kind of count on that routine to, like, plan your rest and plan your days around. So always have a good routine. And then finally, kind of just to close that out, close that question out, men, please pay attention to postpartum depression. It is a thing. 
It is real. Women are suffering from it. Um, I know that, like, you're caught up in being a dad, too. So I hear you. Like, you're stressed out. You know, you got to get up for work every fucking day. And sometimes you feel like, you know, you're not being, um, I don't know if the word would be, like, you know, if you're not being appreciated, which you are, you know. So remember that. And at the same time, women are going through their things because their body is changing. You know, they're getting depression. They're getting anxiety, all types of, you know, all types of things. Every woman is different. Some women don't even go through that. Some women literally have a kid and then that's it. They have a kid and they just continue and they start building routines and relationships and, you know, that bond. You know, but definitely don't try to forget about, you know, postpartum depression and, you know, things like that because it's important that you see the signs that your partner needs help. And later on down the line, that's going to mean a lot. So that's another good one. So that I feel like we, we got a lot of good, a lot of good uh, suggestions and, and topics and questions. And, you know, I'm sorry that we couldn't get to all of them, but it's, you know, it, it, it was amazing, you know, seeing the feedback and just like the engagement that I'm getting with this podcast. So, you know, let's keep going. Let's keep, you know, engaging. Let's keep, you know, moving forward. So I think the next topic people wanted me to talk about was being married young. And I'm going to just be as straight up as possible. It wasn't easy. <laughs> you know, we were broke. We weren't established. We didn't, you know, we didn't have anything. It was one of those things where, like, I was working, you know, I, I didn't even have a stable job. You know, I was landscaping, and then I was selling shoes at finish line, you know, during the winter and Occasionally, I'll go plow some snow or something, you know, shovel some snow to, like, try to make a little bit of money, you know, just so that we can go do stuff. You know, we definitely, like, struggled. You know, we had, like, I think it was, like, a two-bedroom apartment in, like, the middle of, like, you know, the middle of the hood and just, like, lived on, on you know, off of, like, ramen and, you know, those, like, frozen foods and stuff like that from, like, Walmart and Target. And we used to, like save up cash or like change and stuff like that so we can go down the street to like a family video and rent out like the one dollar movies for like a week that way we had something you know literally something new to watch because we couldn't afford cable so it was definitely hard and it was definitely a learning experience because you get to grow with the person that you're with you know you get to go through those trials and tribulations and you know you get to start seeing the the type of person that you're married to and that really says a lot you know, are you married to a strong person? Are you married to a person who can handle adversity and who is like mentally tough and you know all types of shit like that? Believe it or not, but you know it's also like you you got to make sure that you know I never tell people don't get married young. I'm one of those people that believes that like if you feel like you found the right person, then go for it, and that that's something that you both want. Go for it excuse me, but it's definitely one of those things where, like, you're going to invest in a person and vice versa, you know, there's going to be emotions and, you know, energies and shit like that that are just going to be investments, so you need to make sure that, like, the person that you're you're preparing to, like, bring kids with and to, like, establish yourself with is that person for you, because what could end up happening is you can end up marrying someone, and then, like, a year later, you're like, oh, shit, like, this isn't the person who I thought I was going to be with. And sadly, like a lot of marriages end up like that. You know, they end up being with people who like 
almost like you is a cold you know people do like a 180 you know you really get to know who someone is when you start living with them and you know you start seeing their daily habits and really start figuring out the type of like person and creature that they are but you know we 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 took we did it on a whim you know i'm not going to sit here and say like it was easy it, it it's never it was never easy you know we did wait to have aria i think like a year or two after we got married we tried to make sure that you know we had some type of like steady income a steady paycheck and i think at the time like that i i had my daughter I was going to pay like 11.25 an hour you know it wasn't shit but we made the best of it you know we definitely like took took our time you know buying a home really going through things and you know eventually it ended up working out for us and you know luckily we both were like you know for a long time you know it was just like a lot of tug and pull trying to figure out like getting getting each other on the same page and you know luckily we you know we we figured it out you know we known each other for like i think i met belinda in like the 5th or 6th grade and you know we've obviously we've had relationships in between that with like other people and then it came one day that like we just decided to hang out and we decided just to start dating and at the time a lot of people didn't like it and you know it, it was it was a different time though but you know we dated and you know we ended up getting married and then like 8 years later we have you know two beautiful kids and and like you know we're nowhere near where we want in life and i think that's great because we don't want to be complacent and you never want to be complacent you never want to think like okay this is as good as it's going to get because it's not it can either get really bad or it can get really good and you know thankfully we're in this shit together and we're going to fucking figure it out somehow and you know make it work so those are my thoughts about being married young i hope you found something in that <laughs> another good topic people suggested um was to talk about my fears and I think that that is a little bit too too deep cut too much of too much of a you know personal. I don't know if I really want to get into like what I'm scared of. But, you know, since I have you here and you made it this far into the podcast, I'm scared of ghosts. I feel like my whole fucking life I've been haunted some way somehow. You know, if you listen to the last pod, you know I shared a few stories about like growing up and like thinking I saw something and, you know, just up to like last year, I felt like I fucking saw something in my house and then, you know, shit like that just happens all the time. And sometimes I don't know if it's just like a lack of sleep or if it's just, if it's really, if, if it really is what it is, if it's really a fucking ghost. Another thing I'm afraid of, I don't know if I want to get abducted by aliens. If I do, you know, aliens are a fucking, I think it's, when it comes to aliens and like UFOs, I really do feel like it's very ignorant of us to be like, oh, this is it, like, we're the smartest creatures in the universe and, and you know we're the only people that can you know this is the only planet that can exist with life i think that's really fucking ignorant to say and it's it's not true i feel like there's i'm sure there's they've been here already so if you're an alien and you listen to my podcast do not adopt me because i don't want to go i just i, I want to chill <laughs> um a lot of the things a lot of like anxiety you know i do notice that like i have really bad anxiety so sometimes I'll like overthink certain situations and I don't know if I would classify that as a fear, but it definitely like fucks with me like on a daily basis because like I tend to like overthink things like 
I'll be on the highway and there'll be like those trucks with like the wood. And I instantly like the first thing I think of was like, oh, shit, final destination. <laughs> those fucking pieces of wood are going to fucking fly and going to go right through my windshield and fucking tear my head off. You know, stupid shit like that. Or, you know, like I think of like, you know, not try to like be morbid and, you know, knock on wood. You know, this never happens. But like losing my kids in like a horrible accident or something, you know, I feel like I see too many stories like of, like that one kid who got like eight, you know at fucking Disneyland by a fucking alligator. Like, that shit was crazy. Like, I think things like that just give me anxiety, and it's just one of those things where it's just like, fuck, like, I gotta try to make sure I watch my kids all the time. Because <laughs> if not, like, some shit, like a fucking alligator out of the out of the fucking woods is gonna come and try to eat them. But, you know, I think that, I think that was cool. I think that, you know, opening up about, like, fears and things that, like, make you uncomfortable are cool because sometimes it's okay to feel uncomfortable because, you know, one of the things I, I want to do in life is be comfortable being uncomfortable. And, you know, I hope I hope you guys can sit on that because, you know, if you, if you really think about it, you know, you're put in situations all the time where, like, you don't feel comfortable and that's what gets people to, like, be afraid to follow their dreams. You know, this shit almost didn't happen because I was uncomfortable, but I realized that, if I want my life to be different and I want a better life for my kids and for my family and to like break generational curses of like not having money and, you know, working paycheck to paycheck, I'm just going to have to get out here and fucking be uncomfortable, be comfortable being uncomfortable. So, yeah. Another thing, I guess people really want to know what, um, what I like to do for fun. I'm a homebody. I don't like going out. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Um, you know, I like to go on dates with my wife, you know, and or out with friends and shit like that. Like, I think that shit's cool. Like, I like going out to, like, new restaurants and, you know, trying shit like that and going out to, like, attractions. So, if you know of any, go on to the We On One podcast IG page, drop your suggestions and or DM the suggestions. And, you know, we'll see if we can maybe one day when I get, get a nice little camera set up, we do a little mukbang or something and try some shit out with Bells, see if she, we can get her to do that. But other than that, I mean, I just like being at home. I like watching movies, you know, scary movies are my shit. Like I, you know, like, like I said in the last pod, I, I really like the Child's Play franchise, Scream. You know, the Halloween one was really good for me. But if I'm not watching scary movies or if I'm not like trying to like, you know, watch a documentary, because I really like documentaries, like sports documentaries and things like that. You know, a really good one would be, like, the 30 for 30, like, for Allen Iverson, because, like, he was, like, my favorite basketball player growing up. So, I definitely feel like that was, like, a really good documentary done on him. I think it's on Netflix. I don't know, I don't know if it's a 30 for 30, but it's an Allen Iverson documentary on Netflix. You know, if you're an Allen Iverson fan or if you're, like, an old Sixers fan, I definitely recommend it. It's, it's a really good one. I occasionally try to go to the gym. I'm a fat piece of shit. <laughs> but... I'm trying, so, you know, if you see me in the gym, mind your business, leave me alone, <laughs> don't fucking, you know, I'm just kidding, but I'm, I'm doing my best, you know, and it's just like going out to dinner, you know, with Bells, you know, we just like to go to, like, new Italian spots and just try them out, or, like, you know, we went, we went on our trip to California, and we literally try to hit up as many taco trucks as we could just because of, like, the different varieties of them out there, you know, so, that's, you know, one of the things I like to, I like to do, what a things that I like to do for fun, you know, I like listening to music, you know, it, it ranges, so sometimes I like to listen to, like, fucking Green Day and My Chemical Romance, and, 
and things like that just really depending on like you know fallout boy and shit like depending on the mood and other days i'm listening to estg and fucking robin banks and fucking hitting licks in my head on my <laughs> on my way to work but for the most part it's just it, it, it go it varies you know i'm into i listen to all kinds of hip-hop or rap or whatever people want to call it you know i know there's like a debate about that maybe one day we'll get on here and we'll talk about like you know the you know, def- definitely maybe by the end of the year, I'll, I'll try to see if I can come up with, like, my favorite, like, top 10 rappers of this year, or, like, artists or something, just to kind of share and just have thought and, you know, kind of invoke a conversation about shit like that. But other than that, like, I just like watching sports, you know, football, basketball. This is a Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs podcast. This is a Chicago Bulls podcast, a Chicago White Sox, Chicago Cubs podcast. This is inclusive except for the Bears, but shout out to the Bears, <laughs> you know, because I have a lot of family members and things like that that are Bears fans, but, you know, shout out to y'all, shout out to Justin Fields, he did his thing last week against the 49ers, but he couldn't make it through, so that sucks, and like, speaking of sports, Aaron Rodgers faking the, you know, the immunization, but I don't know, it's, it, it really just depends on how you feel about that, about vaccinations and shit, I, I think that if you want to get the vaccine and you feel like the vaccine is for you, it's for you. But I, I think the reason why people are upset was because he misled and almost, I guess, technically lied. You know, he said he was immune, immunized or some shit like that. I don't know if I'm saying that word right. Uh, and, and also, I know that I don't pronounce things right. You don't have to fucking correct me. <laughs> you don't have to think I'm a fucking idiot. I know that I don't pronounce shit right. I try my best. Fuck you guys. Um... But, yeah, like, it was something about that, like, you know, that he misled and, you know, possibly put his, you know, teammates in danger, which I can I can see that, you know, if if you're if you're an NFL organization, and you know, if it's in the rules to get the fucking vaccine and you don't want to get the vaccine and you want like special treatment. I don't know. I think people who are going on like Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman, they might just be making a bigger deal of it than it really needs to be. But again, if the vaccine is for you get it if it's not whatever it's 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 your definitely your body your your decision um you know staying on topic with like the nfl you know um if you've been paying attention you know the biggest one of the bigger stories aside from the aaron Rodgers thing is definitely the henry ruggs uh car crash you know for those who are not familiar with it henry ruggs is a wide receiver for the las vegas raiders um, you know, this is not a Raiders podcast, so, but he is, um, being charged with aggravated DUI causing death. You know, he was driving his Corvette a couple, I think a few blocks away from the Las Vegas strip and he crashed into like a SUV and he ended up killing a lady and, and their dog. And I guess the SUV burst into flames. And I know like I've seen like a video of it, like surfacing online. And I just, I think that shit's just fucking it's disgusting, but, you know, my condolences go out to the, you know, everyone involved, especially, like, the the person who lost their life and their family. I know that, like, losing someone isn't easy, and especially losing someone that, like, that much in the public eye really must fucking suck. So, you know, condolences, and, you know, and, and I feel bad for, for Henry Ruggs' family, too, because, you know, in a lot of cases, these kids are, you know, they're taking care of their families, and... It sucks that, like, yeah, he is young, but he knew what he was doing. He knew that, like, you know, drinking and driving and shit like that, like, that shit's not cool. 
you know, this we, we do not, do not, um, you know, encourage drinking and driving. You know, if you need to drink and, you know, if you're going to go out and drink, get an Uber, get a Lyft, you know, get a DD or something. You know, maybe if you guys go and you guys go on the uh, Uber and Lyft um, Twitters and fucking Instagram pages and tell them to give me a discount code. That way I can get you guys a discount on that shit. Make sure you guys go spam them. You know, tell them the, the We On One podcast needs a fucking discount code. That way things like this can be avoidable. But, you know, it sucks. And I hope that um, everyone involved in some way, shape, or form eventually finds peace and moves on from this. I definitely do feel like he needs to be held accountable for his actions. And again, it, it fucking sucks. Because even though your intention isn't to hurt people, and drinking and driving is not a victimless crime. It just sucks. I don't drink. You know, I have been known occasionally to sip on a seltzer or two, but, or, you know, a beer or something, I'll sip on it, but I'm not a drinker. Like, I just, I don't, I, it's maybe down the line I'll get into why I don't drink, but for now, it's just, I don't drink, I don't smoke. It's just, I haven't done that for, like, a long time, that it's just, to me now, it's just, it, it's, it's daily. You know, I don't, I don't think about it, it's not one of those things that, like, in the back of my head, where like, I need to have a drink, but, yeah, it sucks. And I hope they can move on from that and, you know, put it in the past. But, yeah, remember, don't drink and drive. Drinking and driving, always get a DD. I know that's the role I play with me and my friends and, you know, with my wife, you know, when she wants to go out and drink. You know, I definitely just, you know, I said, you know, I, I try not to be the fuddy-duddy in the, in the group either. So I definitely, you know, try to go out and, you know, try to keep, you know, make sure everybody's cool and everybody gets home safely because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. You know, we're just just trying to have fun, but also be responsible with, with, with having fun. And, you know, kind of, you know, wrapping up the pod, you know, we're getting into, you know, the 40-minute mark soon. And something that I've been asked over and over and over again to talk about is gangbanging. And I'm going to let that breathe for a little bit. But the reason why I'm... I'm going on record right now to say that I'm not going to be talking about that is because it is something that I was a part of a long time ago. It is something that, you know, eventually down the line, I had to remove myself away from because, you know, I'm not the same person who I was when I was 16, 14, 15, 17, 18, even up to 20 years old. You know, I'm not that same person. I'm not the same person I was yesterday or the day before that. So it's one of those things where, like, I just, I'm, I understand, you know, the fascination of it. And, like, you know, you want me to come on here and talk about the time we did this and we did that and, you know, what the bam and, you know, all that, all that good stuff. But it's, it's not going to, it's not going to happen, at least not anytime soon or ever in the foreseeable future. It's, you know, I like to say that it's the statue of limitations. You know, there's people involved in certain stories that may not want me to talk about certain situations, you know, and, you know, they may not want me to talk about when we did this because, you know, they may still be, you know, going through some shit behind that, you know. So I'm definitely just trying to be respectful to all parties involved, you know, on, on my side of things and, and just trying to make sure that I'm not putting anybody in a compromised position because eventually, yeah, I do want to have like, you know, as, as this podcast grows, I definitely want to have like 
rappers on, up and coming rappers, and even established rappers, and you know, hopefully one day like famous rappers. And I'm not gonna be that guy putting them in positions where like they're gonna self incriminate themselves, and it's gonna be like, hey, so what happened on this day? Did you shoot at that person? Like, nah, fuck that. Like, that's not what we're here to do. It, it's never gonna be that here. So if I'm not gonna put someone who I don't know in that position, I'm definitely not gonna put people who. I consider brothers and friends in positions that they got to go out and defend themselves for. So, you know, I'm sorry if if this is one of those things where, like, you know, you got to this part of the podcast and you're like, fuck, like, I waited fucking 40 minutes for you just to tell me no. Sorry, but no. You know, maybe, but probably not. So I'm not going to say that I'm going to leave the door open on that because most like that door, that chapter in my life is closed. Excuse me. And for a lot of the people who are involved, that chapter in their life is closed as well. And a lot of them run businesses. A lot of them work in corporate America. A lot of them are just trying to live their life. You know, some of them have kids that they don't want to know what they went through, you know. And I don't think that it's my, you know, yes, I am involved in these stories, but it's also not my, um, you know, my position to be telling them for them either. Everybody remembers things different, and I don't need someone getting upset or or vice versa. I don't want to be getting upset because somebody says a story that I was involved in, and I quite don't remember it the way they're remembering it. So there's that. You know, I hope everybody can be accepting of that, and you know, we're just you know we're just trying to be on one over here. That, that, that's what it is. I want to end the podcast by dedicating this episode to my grandparents, to my parents, and to my family. Um, especially just because this is a podcast that was more more kind of like driven and and based on me. So just, you know, it it it's good to put that that foot forward. Like let's break these generational curses like I keep saying. And it's going to be a consistent theme about this. Like we're going to do different shit. We're going to go about things differently and you know, we're going to do what we can. So, you know, just to remind everybody on Instagram, the We On One podcast Instagram page is up. You know, follow us. We'll follow back and in, interact with us. Um, we're going to do our best to get back to everyone. You know, if, if people start messaging us and stuff like that, you know, we're going to do our best. Go over there for behind the scenes updates. You know, if anything were to happen down the line where, like, you know, we have to reschedule a date, you know, to, to release the pod, that's where you'll hear it first. So definitely um, go check check us out on Instagram. Um, but, yeah, yeah, this is where we're going to end. I, I'm thankful for everyone to come out here and listen to me ramble and ramble. But make sure you leave comments, you rate us. And, you know, you give us good ratings on the Apple podcast. You know, let, let's fuck the algorithms up. Let's let's get us on, on the charts somehow. I know we can do it. Um, make sure you listen on Spotify, Amazon Music, and the Podbean app. You know, let's, let's make it hard for them to ignore us. You know, because this is us. This is our community. The Latino community, the black community, the white community, everybody. Like, let's make sure that they can't ignore us. So, yeah, I'll talk to everybody later. Thank you so much for joining. This has been episode three. And I'll see you guys next time.